You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight in the Cooligans, it is World Cup Qualifier Week, Comebol, Football Sports Network, the hottest label in the game right now. <laughs> We're going to be talking Champions League final with Larry Nance Jr. of the Cleveland Cavaliers, the NBA, coming through right now. Wow. Plus, we also got World Cup and Arsenal legend Gilberto <laughs> Silva, who, by the way, is a co-worker of ours. And we're going to talk a little bit about Brazil and World Cup qualifying, qualifying down in Comebol. That and more today on the... Yo, it's me, Dave Vianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. Yeah, baby! (laughs) That is the, uh, the correct energy, the correct attitude for this episode today this is crazy this is wild we have two insane wild guests uh, that's today. right me and you baby we, <laughs> we I, can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe we got us to be completely honest with you wow it, 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 <laughs> how did they book us 242 times in a row <laughs> damn honestly we knew we need new representatives yeah. <laughs> so we are thrilled uh, today because uh, our first guest is going to be none other than uh a Cleveland Cavaliers player, Larry Nance Jr., uh, going to be joining us. We're going to be talking Chelsea a little bit. And the man after- could jump out the gym, but he's going <laughs> to be on our show. Uh, and then after that, we're going to be talking to Gilberto Silva. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we're going to talk to Invincible, <laughs> legend, World Cup winner. Mm-hmm. Brazil, <laughs> okay, uh, Gilberto Silva. So uh, thrilled about that. So everyone, thank you uh, for for tuning in uh, to the Cooligans today. I, my name right. is Christian Polanco. That's right. I am Alexis <laughs> Guerrero. <laughs> okay, this is uh, it has a little uh, little samba in his yeah. name a little bit. You Junior, I got to throw a little love to Larry Nance Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but a, a lot to discuss. Obviously, we, uh, the uh, Champions League final uh, just uh, just happened. Also, uh, we're the, I, yeah, we're the funniest and the gulliest. But you know that already. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, important stuff. stuff happened. <laughs> <laughs> but the yes, the Champions League final. Uh, congratulations to uh, Chelsea Football Club. Just like winning. we all said would happen, right? Everyone. <laughs> yes, I made four billion dollars because I bet correctly. No. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I gotta. I got. Uh, I gotta get my family back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I owe a lot of bad people a lot of money. No, it's uh no one no one thought that would happen. But here we are. Chelsea have now won two Champions League trophies. Correct. And we have uh, our first guest we're going to spend some time uh talking to him about it. Alexis, you want to bring in our first guest? All right. Christian, when we say we have great guests, oh boy. We're not even in the world of soccer right now. We're getting great guests from the world of the NBA. This is uh, absolutely insane. Uh, we have our first NBA player uh-huh. uh, on our television show. I Look, this. Uh, if you're new here, uh, this usually doesn't happen. So no. we're, actually, we're quite giddy. Yeah, yeah. This is pretty amazing. This is also the first NBA first-round pick we've ever spoken to. 
Okay. Wow, <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, qué fancy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't know. I should I, I I feel like I should be wearing a tie. Okay? Right? Do we have to give a speech? Do we get to put on a hat? Right? <laughs> Do I get to shake uh, the commissioner's hand? What happens? This is absolutely amazing. Uh, born and raised, well, at least we know he's born in Ohio, plays in Ohio, from your Cleveland Cavaliers, ladies and gentlemen. Larry Nance Jr., everybody! Larry, what's good, man? How are we doing, guys? I appreciate the intro. Gosh, that's that's better than I get in my home at my own house. <laughs> I need to come to this show more often. This you want me to do it? Hold on. Did he take out the garbage? No, he didn't. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry Nance Jr., everybody! I like it, actually. There you go. I got that, you. Who installed this PA system in yeah. my living room? <laughs> this is rude. Yeah. Uh, Alexa can hear this. <laughs> Uh, Larry, dude, thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute honor. Uh, look, I mean, yes, you are our first NBA player on the show. We, we will talk uh, some NBA in a moment, but, but we, uh, you, I mean, we all know why you are here. Chelsea won uh, the UEFA Champions League. Uh, right. You know, we follow you on Twitter. Uh, we know you talk about Chelsea, and you, and you know, and there's there's clear passion there uh, in them Twitter fingers. Uh, so I want to, you know, and just to quote, it. if our fans don't follow uh, Larry. Nance Jr. on Twitter. Uh, I believe the post was, it was never in doubt. (laughs) 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 So, Christian, go ahead and ask the question you're asking now that there's context. What was your your reaction to uh, Chelsea winning the Champions League against Manchester City, which most people outside of you (laughs) did not think would happen? So, it was... I I was in shock, to be honest with you. Um, I I, I was hoping we were going to win, but that's city, you know what I mean? That's Pep and yeah. Brian and that's city. You know, everybody knows that. But when I saw the lineups come out, I was bummed Christian Pulisic wasn't starting, but I liked it. Uh, Raheem Sterling in the, in the starting 11 for city. I, I, I you know what? Uh, he might still be, in the, <laughs> he might still be in the pocket of Reese James. So I, okay. you know, I, I'm, it was never in doubt. <laughs> Reese James played out of this world. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, I did not think in any way, shape, or form, I didn't think Chelsea stood a chance, whether Pulisic was starting or not. But one of the things that I guess I didn't give enough credit to is just how much Tuchel changed this team around. Mm -hmm. Were you confident when they got rid of Frank Lampard? Are you that much of a Chelsea fan that you were like, no, 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 we need Frank here? No, I was a Frank guy. I'm still a Frank guy. I mean, Frank was... When I first got into Chelsea, Frank was the man. So, like, he still is the man to me. And and uh, when we got rid of him, it, you know, it hurt a little bit. But at the same time, like, looking back on it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I guess, I mean, maybe he could have a job in the front office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, of, what? I know we do president of basketball operations. Maybe he could do, like, you know, president of soccer operations, football operations. <laughs> What made you choose Chelsea? Um, gosh. So 2010 World Cup, South Africa. Um, Samuel Eto'o for Cameroon was on fire. Their team was exciting. They were dancing. They were scoring. It was a lot of fun. And Samuel Eto'o became my favorite player, period. And then, so I was a fan of his. And then went to college and then start, you know, got caught up in basketball. And, you know, first few years of college are, now, I wasn't, wasn't worried too much about some soccer. <laughs> yeah, when I yeah. got back into it, I was like, all right, immediately I need to go find Samuel Eto'o again. And for that one year, he was on Chelsea. 
And so I started yeah. watching the games and didn't know anything about Chelsea, didn't know Manchester, didn't know any club teams whatsoever. Um, started watching him and Chelsea, and then it just, my love for them grew from right then. And, you know, it was David Luiz, Frank Lampard, uh, Ramirez, that whole group that was just so much fun to watch and play with on FIFA, which was a huge bonus. Um, so that's kind of where my fandom stemmed from, and now I'm... Um, now I follow like the Academy kids on Instagram and whatnot. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I followed yeah. Billy Gilmore like two years ago on Instagram. So like, yeah, he's my, kind of my finding. <laughs> You're like, we need you kids. He's yeah, like, who's did. this NBA player could yelling at me to play better? I'm yeah, 17. Can I share our Samuel Eto story? Because we actually met Samuel Eto in. No. Uh, it- yeah. <laughs> It's pretty in cool. Florida, in Florida, um, uh, at, at uh, in Bradenton, it was like a, a, a youth tournament, and he was there, kind of a, a inspiring the the Barcelona uh, academy kids. But while we were all in the same green room, and it was Samuel Eto, and then also Ali Krieger and Ashlyn Harris, and we're really close friends with Ali and Ashlyn, and we were. Th- talking to Ali Nashon for like an hour and Samuel Eto'o is just across the room and we're just absolutely ignoring this <laughs> and he's so looking so over bad. at us like shouldn't you be talking to me no offense <laughs> ladies I'm the important one here yeah. <laughs> oh, man. his assistants were like no 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 we'll, we'll go get someone to talk to you if you want someone to talk to you <laughs> also we met him twice we actually met him doing an event here in new york yeah and i just started speaking english to him and one of his helpers came and he was like you could speak to him in french in spanish in yeah, this yeah. like he listed all the languages he knows <laughs> he goes he's not that good at english I mean, he's almost as good at English as me, and I don't speak all those other languages. I only speak Spanish. What the hell's going on? Samuel Eto. Oh, man. You guys met him. T- I would love to meet him once. I, I swear, I've got this, you know, I, I you know, play sports, so I've got this jersey full of, this basement full of jerseys and whatnot. That is the one that I want. I would, really? If I could have one. Like, I've got my Kobe one down here. I've got Dirk and Dwayne Wade and all these guys, Thibaut Courtois, Kevin De Bruyne. I want Samuel Eto'o more than any jersey in the entire world. Frank Lampard. Now that you say that, I don't care. there's going to be some Arsenal fan or some Tottenham fan that's going to send you his jersey from Anji Mahachkala when he played in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll go up. As long, look, as long as he signs it, it'll go up. I don't care if it's a, a garbage bag that he wore. <laughs> Amazing. All right. I, I want to talk a little bit more about Chelsea. You mentioned Christian Pulisic before. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, an American superstar and then uh, playing at Chelsea, winning Champions League. The, what, the, what do you think is in the future for, uh, for Christian Pulisic uh, within Chelsea? Because we don't know if he's going to be a starter. As, an, as a U.S. men's national team fan, we all want him to be. But maybe that's not. Is, is a backup role a good fit for Christian Pulisic for the time being? Oh, that's a tough question. You're putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> if I were him, I would want more than that because he's so he's so talented, right? And not just not just you know subjectively as a as an American and a U.S. national team fan. Like I think objectively, he's very good, right? Like he's you know came back in the post COVID break and was on fire. Yeah. Um, you know, had battled his injuries and whatnot, but yeah, I mean, he's objectively very good. So. If we're just going to keep acquiring young talent to play in attack, I don't – if I were him, I would want more. And there's reports today that we're, Tuchel is apparently after Adama Traore from Wolves. So I I don't know. If I were him, I think I'd want more than that. And I think he's better than that. 
Seventy-two million dollars—a lot of money to pay for a backup, though. You know, I wonder who's going to buy him. What do you What do you look at when you look at the NBA? It seems like basketball has become like a much bigger thing. I'm starting to see basketball players in the NBA swap jerseys, which is very clearly a soccer thing. You see that in the NFL as well. What is the influence of of soccer on the NBA, especially international soccer? And is it is it a popular sport in the locker rooms? So it wasn't. You know, when I first got in the league, which feels like it was six years ago now shit i'm old um, <laughs> six years ago now it was you know i was kind of the weirdo um like we all watch actual american football what are you doing? right uh, you know I'll, I'll kick the ball around the yard but um no so not really nobody really talked about it and then more european guys started getting you know luka Doncic, nikola Jokic, uh even Giannis coming in joel Embiid. uh there are the, the superstars from overseas are, you know, starting to, you know, starting to kind of grow the game more and more. And I'm obviously thrilled to see it. But, um, you know, I've made some – Josh Hart is a huge Chelsea fan as well. That's, yeah. that's my boy. Uh, Alex Caruso is a City fan. Josh Richardson is an Arsenal fan, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Let's go, Josh Richardson. fans in the NBA? Damn, yeah. <laughs> Um, they don't make it <laughs> just like everything one of the few um, uh, yeah but it's growing and i'm you know, i'm thrilled to see it because you know i am you know trying to make our young guys get into it you know, every chance i get i've got i've got the games on and talking to them about it and whatnot so um i'm glad to see it grow yeah i think the jersey swapping is a great thing i've got like i said i've got these jerseys down here in my basement and that's um you know I, i'm glad that took over because uh, I think it's a really cool uh, change of you know exchange of respect between two players, and um, you know if, even if there are more things brought over, I don't, I don't know about all the flopping. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we're getting there. We're trying. And, <laughs> and how? Um, what about like you know even like LeBron owning Liverpool? Yeah. Would you guys Liverpool, play together, right? Yeah, I played with LeBron. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. is there any like uh, at least trash talk when uh, when these big tournaments are, are going on? Because obviously, even and even the you know maybe in, on the more controversial note, like the Super League, was there trash talk about that kind of stuff going on? Because it's like, yo, uh, Bron, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. It was. Um, yeah, he. I mean, his him buy, buying into Liverpool at that time was, I mean. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it to the moon before. Yeah, exactly, exactly. To the moon, exactly. Yeah, he's um, LeBron is the original Dogecoin. <laughs> the original Dogecoin. It's crazy. Um, no, but yeah, you know, when Chelsea played Liverpool, there was banter back between, back and forth between us. The whole Super League thing. I kind of, I kind of stayed out of that because I, you know, I know we were, you know, I knew we were right in the middle of it. I just kind of yeah. wanted to stay away from that. But uh, no, it's great. You know, I, I know, I know Braun is in Liverpool. Kevin Durant owns uh, part of Philadelphia. The Philadelphia uh, Union. I believe there's, uh, you know, Steve Nash does a lot. I, he, I know he's has ownership with, I want to say Mallorca in Spain. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and Vancouver. Yeah. James Harden owns Dynamo, a part of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's something that I'm looking, I'm, I'm interested in as well. You know, that's something that, um, you know, ownership is, 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 uh, well, well, Larry, we we have a Sunday League team called Cooligans <laughs> FC that we could really lo- use a little bit of investment. I feel We'd like-, like to purchase a Christian Pulisic as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we play in Brooklyn. So- uh, you know, just a you know a couple fever where the Nets play. Uh, it's, it, look, I feel like. Three, four million dollars could really change the look of our team. That's yeah, and just make the check out to me. And don't worry about it. It will go to the team. I promise. <laughs> all right. 
I'll, I'll, I'll come scout, you know. I'll play <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, we want... As long as I get to be hands-on, I'm in. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Buddy, we you want... can play on the team. <laughs> <laughs> keeper. I'm a great keeper. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they All use right. small goals, so you can lay down and still cover that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, uh, Larry, we have, uh, we have questions from uh, uh, some of our fans, uh, which is Gully Squad. That is our supporters group. Uh, so let's get to their question. We have a question from uh, Dennis Higgins. Uh, he's a D.C. United uh, supporter, and he asks, who's the best FIFA player in the NBA? Any, uh, any FIFA matches you, you played uh, against that were kind of tough? Because I've heard Joel Embiid is pretty good. So I've never played Joe. Um, I okay. haven't played Joe, but I will say – we had a FIFA tournament with the Lakers, and I cleaned the house. <laughs> okay, so you <laughs> is the answer. I beat Luol Dang without a problem. Ivica Zubats beat him without. Josh Hart can't. He, he can't even pick up a controller with me. Like I beat Caruso. Nobody wants to see me in FIFA. Look, if, if you want to set up a tournament, except this new FIFA is kind of bad. I, I'm not good at this one. Yeah, it's but not great. Last year or two years ago? Oh man, I'll tick tock of you to Yo. death. Right, Are you who play. do you play with though? You don't play with Chelsea. Where do you go? France national national team? What do you think I am? I'm a blue. I'm a blue <laughs> at heart. I'm I'm str- nothing but Chelsea. Okay, nothing but Chelsea. <laughs> or or I will say the Belgian national team. I'll play with them too. Okay, a little. Do you remember Eden Hazard back in the day when he was with Chelsea? That's what you like to do. <laughs> do, you say, do I remember Eden Hazard? <laughs> <laughs> it was like last year. He's coming back. Yeah, I don't think you want him. Him and I got the same uh, pant size right now. Uh, we got a question from uh, from Dimitri Parr, which this goes along with the question we were asking before. If Abramovich ever sold or released Roman stock options, or let's say uh, Chelsea NFTs, would you ever consider owning a piece of Chelsea if that was possible? I would. I would swim. I would swim. <laughs> To go buy my piece. Yes, I would walk and swim, ride a bike. I don't care whatever mode of transportation I have to do to get there and snatch whatever piece of it I can. Take my money. Take my money. That is amazing. Uh, Yeah, so we just got to set it up so that Roman Abramovich is standing on the other side of an Olympic cool pool so that you don't injure yourself in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, We have one more question. One more question this is from Steve uh, Stupka. He, he, he said, uh, of the best father-son two-on-two uh, two two teams of all time, where do the Nances land? All right. And we were, Both we were in your prime. The, we didn't Let's say remember, everyone in their like, prime. Yeah, yeah. Some of the, the, some of the more notable father-son duos in the NBA. So the, a couple that came to mind, Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, um, Luke, uh, Luke Walton. And Bill. Yeah. Jeff and Dell. The Currys. The Currys. Where's, How about where, LaMelo where? Ball and his dad? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously the greatest basketball player ever. Yeah, yeah never yeah. lost. So that's a difficult one. <laughs> um, gosh, I, I think the Curry's got us beat. That's hard. Um, okay. The Curry's got us beat. That's, that's you know, <laughs> Steph by himself might have us beat. Dude, what about Manute Bowl and Bowl Bowl? Oh, who's who's scoring on that rim? <laughs> the Bowls. The, the Bowls. I forgot about the Bowls. Oh. Bruh, if it's full court, you got a shot. But if it's half court, it's over. If it's half court, we're getting dominated. I mean, it's like 7-6 yeah. seven, seven, against 7-3. Seven, seven, yeah. They're playing on the little tight hoop. 
Uh, <laughs> well, Larry, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us, man. This has been uh, incredible. You're welcome. Sure. You're welcome back on the show anytime you want to be on. Uh, do you want to? Is there anything you want to let people know about before we let you go? Um. Yeah. So you know, I, I've been doing this um, community relief effort, guys. It's important. You know, now more than ever to you know support your community, support your local businesses. Um, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's charities, there's lots of ways to get in, you know, to get in touch, get in contact and, 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 uh, help not just here in Cleveland, but wherever you're at, um, you know, they can certainly use your help. So, uh, now's a hard time for a lot of people. If you can donate help, um, you know, there's some people that need some help. So. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So make sure to follow Larry uh, on social media. I'm sure you have all the links and everything will be available. At uh, Larry DN 22. Okay. Right. Uh, yes, I'll be I'll be tweeting updates about you know the things I'm doing in Cleveland and ways to get involved um, everywhere. Awesome. Great. Uh, well, th- dude, thank you so much, man. And uh, we have a couple uh, last piece of business. We have to get to our Galasso gift. We're going to give you a scenario, uh, and we will you you will celebrate a goal, and we will turn it into a gift that will live on the internet forever. So, uh, forever. Alexis, you can't do this with a basketball shot. You can't really <laughs> celebrate, but you can with a goal. <laughs> Uh, so, Alexis, you want to give him a scenario? Yes. For some reason, you are in Roman Abramovich's private owner's box, right? And you happen to be at the next Champions League final, Chelsea versus insert whoever, okay? <laughs> For some reason, it's down to a header in the last second on a corner kick, and Roman Abramovich says, get in there. You run down there. You don't even have to jump. It bounces off your forehead, and you score a goal. You win the Champions League for Chelsea. How do you? Oh, and by the way, and that was for ownership. Now you're also a part owner. Oh, How do you celebrate? Is, it, is this like an, is this like an Allison style header where like 95th minute, like right, right, exactly. You're falling back the whole nine. You're wearing um, goalkeeper gloves for some reason. You're not even in, in goal. Well, if, if we had some bleachers behind me, I'd run up there and get in the stands and, and celebrate the fans. But like, I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I'm scooting back and giving you a big. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're I'm doing gonna, the Usain Bolt. Uh, the, the Usain Bolt. I'm pointing right at my butt. Like, I'm pointing right at Abramovich, and he's, like, tapping my pockets. Like, you know, I need all that. I need all, like, you, my man. Yeah. He's nuts. printing out your ownership certificate. I'm, I'm kissing the badge and everything, pointing at him. Like, yeah, it's Yeah, he's like, yo, give me that D to Stanford Bridge. Uh, yeah. yeah. You're ripping yeah. the sleeves off your soccer jersey, so it's more like a basketball jersey. You're doing it all. Uh, Larry. Oh, we're going to have to the whole thing. Larry, thank you so much, man. Best of luck uh, next season uh, in the NBA. Dude, uh, please come back on uh, before the next season begins. You're at, at, We could talk about so much more Chelsea, uh, so much more NBA. Uh, absolute, absolute honor to have you on the show, so thank you so much. Uh, everybody, please, please, please stick around. We're going to have uh, Brazil and Arsenal legend Gilberto Silva uh, on the show. <laughs> All three of them are going to be on the show. <laughs> uh, so uh, come right back. Hey, everybody, this is Alexis. I want to break into this show with a word from one of our sponsors, Live, Breathe, Football. Uh, absolutely incredible soccer-specific streetwear brand. I'm not exactly sure what category they fit in. I just know that everything they sell is fly and also functional. So if you're like Christian and you play soccer, you want to get this gear. If you're like me and you just want to look fly around the game of soccer, you also want to get this gear. And I can't explain to you how dope Aboon has been to us, the owner of Liberty Football and the designer. He has been a supporter of our show since day one. 
and it's so dope to see how far the brand has come. Again, Dwayne Wade just wore his shorts, and by the way, he wasn't the only one, okay? I recently took Wifey out on a trip to Puerto Rico, and I had the same exact shorts, and let me tell you something, nobody stopped me and said, yo, are you Dwayne Wade? But I felt like it, you know what I mean? I felt like a million bucks. I felt like I could dunk, you know what I mean? I felt like I could open my own winery, okay? Wifey was like, why are you Googling Gabrielle Union? I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just preparing myself. You know what I mean? Because I think I'm becoming Dwayne Wade, you know? Uh, But in reality, the shorts are absolutely dope. There's always just the quality of the gear. I can't express enough. He does not. Boon does not just go out and find shorts and throw his name on it. He designs it from the ground up with you in mind. I look dope as hell in these shorts. And it's hard to get clothes for big dudes that look dope also in streetwear. And his clothes does that. It also looks good on any body type. It's absolutely incredible. You got to go to livebreathefootball.com and check out his streetwear. It's absolutely incredible. The shorts, the sweats, the, the workout gear, the, the everyday gear. It's all amazing. And if you use the code Gulliest, you're going to get 15% off. Live, breathe, football, F-U-T-B-O-L, livebreathefootball.com. Go there. Put Gullius, spend your money. It'll be absolutely worth it. Right now, 15% off for using the code Gullius. LiveBreatheFootball.com. Christian, this this is what we... Oh, my God. I don't even know how to react. <laughs> Let me just say that as a child, okay, watching uh-huh. this man run up and down the pitch for my favorite club, Arsenal, he made me want to change my last name from Guerreros to Guerreros. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's significant. You're, 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 you have a Portuguese last name all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, are you kidding me? I bought one of those little things for the middle of my table. You might not even understand this. It's a little thing. It's like a clay pig that you put a, a, juris, a chorizo on it, and you, light, and you put grain alcohol in it, and you light it on fire. Just because I wanted to be more, more, more resilient. You know what I mean? I wanted to have caipirinhas as a child. And my mom was like, get that out of there. Where did you find caipirinha in my baby bottle? Buddy? I, <laughs> I was dancing a samba, right? This I is, mean, this is, this is an incredible. absolute what honor. A show. I mean, what a show we've had today. I only wear this shirt when legends are on this show, okay? And what? who bigger? Then part of the Invincibles, ladies and gentlemen, now a co-worker of ours, okay? Wow. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, even if you're driving, I want you to pull over. I want you to get out of the car for a standing ovation. So put it in park. Get out of the Stand car. Your hands car. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it's safe. Uh, for the one, the only, Gilberto Silva, everybody. Gilberto, thank you hey. so much for joining us. Uh, it's a pleasure, Alex and Christian. It's great to speak to you guys and uh yeah be part of the show yeah yeah this is uh this is incredible yeah you are uh now one of our co-workers you are a, a part of the fubo broadcasting for the Commonwealth world cup qualifiers uh it it, it is a, a in an uh, it must be an honor for you to get to work with us i guess <laughs> absolutely absolutely i'm so excited man so you don't know you don't know i am being sleepless last few days now how it's going to be how it's going to be you know i have these guys uh very soon let's see i hope i'll be you know uh, in a good level to be close to them okay absolutely you already (laughs) already better than we could ever hope for us to be you are actually our remote analyst so you're going to be out there at these matches um you obviously look you played in the world cup for brazil you won a world cup for brazil what, Brazil's looking pretty good. What are your thoughts going into this next match day? I'll be uh, excited for me 
first, you know, work with you guys for this game for Brazil. Be very excited. You know? I'm really looking forward for this and uh, very excited. And they'll be excited also to see how they are going to be as a team after such a long time without playing together due to the pandemic, you know, yeah. uh, it's so hard for everybody. But, you know, honestly, I have no clue exactly how they are going to look like. But uh, the good thing is many of the players in the squad, they have the very good performance during the, the season, which is so important. And now some of them became champions in Europe, in their clubs. And I hope they bring you know, this, uh, this good energy for these two games. Just to see exactly how they are, how they are going to produce uh, football for Brazil, as we always expected. As you know, in Brazil, everyone put pressure when a player goes to the national team, we want them to perform their 100% and do whatever they can to, to win the match. And then when it, when it comes to, uh, can we talk a little bit about the, the comparison from when you were playing to, uh, to now, the way the Brazilian player is, is perceived and the way they, they are seen? Because there's, you know, for, for a lot of people, Brazil, you know, my childhood, the Joga Bonito commercials and, and what the, the, the beauty of the game that that represented. What is, how do you see it now where the, as far as Brazil, very dominant in Comebol, but when, when they are perceived to the rest of the world, is it any, you know, we, we have Neymar, we have, we have Richarlison, we have these big players, but is it, is, has it grown? Has the, the, the lore of the Brazilian player uh, uh, gotten bigger uh, in world football? Well, um, sometimes it's hard to compare because the time has changed a lot from my time up to now. And uh, it's almost 20 years, basically, when we won the World Cup back in 2002. And yeah. um, obviously, uh, there is a lot of quality in the squad, you know, such as Neymar, uh, Richarlison, other players. They had a great season. They are playing for the biggest, the bigger clubs in Europe, in the world, basically. And um, in fact, they, they, they got quality. But there is always... Uh, the last couple of years, that it, you know, it's quite impossible for people not to compare from the old times. What happened, in my opinion, the last few years is that uh, Brazil, some Brazilians became too much European. We lost a little bit, you know, um, what we used to, to be in terms of Joga Bonito, as you mentioned. Yeah. You know, when you look at the, the teams I've played back in maybe 2002, 2006, for example, we have players that could uh, be, you know, this kind of players to dominate the game, is play beautiful, uh, proper Brazilian football. At some point, it became too much European. Uh, it's quite common in some cases because most of the managers, you know, not exactly Titi, but um, most of the managers, they, they are, the players they are playing in Europe, you know, their, their own style. And sometimes the, the, for the manager here, for Titi, to work on a different base is, is kind of difficult because of a short time to work with these players. And, but I, I expect them not to lose what made us, what is our natural ability you know, I love when Neymar takes the ball 1v1 and dribble 1-2, but he goes forwards. I don't like when he dribble and go, drop back. But when he gets the ball, uh, because he's fast, he got 
ability. You know, he's strong. He can pass one and two. This break the line. This you change the game. But I expect players like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Richarlison, any other players break the line as well. Not just expect from Neymar to do it by himself. You know, few things have changed. But on the other hand, you know, I, I believe uh, we, le we learn a lot in terms of uh, uh, co compact team. But, uh, you know, there is a lot of pressure. And it doesn't matter how they play, everyone's going to put pressure on them too. <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure. In fact, speak a little bit about Joga Bonito. One of the things that I would say about you, having watched you perform in, in World Cups and on, and on Arsenal, I wouldn't necessarily say you were... I wouldn't think Joga Bonito, when I think of you, I think of you as, without you, R9 and some of those other guys couldn't have done what they did. You were the one who cleaned it up behind them. Who on this who on this Brazil squad do you think could take your place in the earlier Brazil squads? Is there anyone that would compare to you? Well, there are players with good quality, you know, to play in that position. Now we have uh, Casemiro is doing well. He's one of players when he left Brazil, you know, people didn't give much attention to him, you know, disbelieve him. He went to, to Europe and then he went to Porto before coming back to Madrid and did fantastic at Porto. And now at Madrid, is, in my opinion, he's one of the most important players in the squad because he let the others play. He just carried the piano. And yeah. Fabinho also in the squad uh, is another player who helped Liverpool a lot last season. He did the same kind of job. He, he did the dirt job, you know, yeah, yeah. if it's correct to say to allow the others to play, very similar to what I have done to Arsenal and Brazil squad. And now Fred is another player who did well for Manchester United this season. Uh, he improved a lot. Uh, although he's slightly different from uh, Casemiro and Fabinho, he's sometimes more a, a playmaker, you know, like a second uh, midfield, you know, number eight. And But he, uh, he knows how to play that position uh, as well. But, you know, this type of players, I, I believe they, they are able to, to, to do, basically, carry the piano. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, people, you know, in the other day, you know, it's funny, funny thing happened to me when people ask me um, how it was to play with uh, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo and uh, Ronaldo. I, I just stood a little bit and uh, said to them, you know... Don't disturb them up front. You know, if you understand your job, your yeah. role, yeah. <laughs> just Don't get run for way. them. Run for <laughs> them and give the ball. <laughs> what was it like trying to defend against them in, in training? Because I can't imagine, like, you play, you get, a good, you get a good tackle on R9, on Ronaldo, and then all of a sudden, here comes Ronaldinho, and you're like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Can anyone help me? What was that like? It's <laughs> a nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Imagine he started. Ronaldo was fast, you know. He was he just recovered from bad injury, and Ronaldinho younger, Rivaldo as well, you know. And uh, they come like you know, it's like uh, seeing the, in the PlayStation, you know, just run over the ball and fast and fast and fast. Oh come on, just go to that side, you know. Just drive them. Pick on the other guy. <laughs> yeah, and I was. You know, somehow you have to be to play this position. I've played. You know, 
It's not only about to make tackle and win the balls, but you have to play with your mind. You have to be smart, how to get the ball, how to face this kind of place, because they are so smart. They are in front of you. If you try to be so smart, they kill you. You know, they just need a, a small space, uh, a few seconds to, to get the ball because they think ahead of you. Many, many times I, what I have done is just, uh, uh, you know, stop their running to slow them down. You know, because when I slowed them down, I had more chance. But not always I had this opportunity. And sometimes I just drive them in the position where I, I didn't have to be by myself to confront them. Then two against one is much better. <laughs> Smart guy. You, know, you, you mentioned Ronaldo, uh, a, a phenomenal. It's it's fascinating because we, you know, we have an American legend, Jimmy Conrad, who played center back, and and he also said that uh, the the most uh, difficult player he has ever played against was. Ronaldo, like by far, and and I'm I'm wondering from the Brazilian perspective because we know uh, Fenomeno had so many injuries that that really slowed down his career. What? How did you guys feel when when he was going through that? How were you either supporting him or feeling like you know what what do do you guys also think of like what could have been? Could his career even gone been greater than it was? That's tough, you know. It's, uh... Because the injury he got was, you know, very, could be the end of his career. And, yeah. um, but he was faithful, he was strong, uh, not only in, in, on his body to work out, but especially on his mind to work against all the stats against him. And um, he fought hard, you know, to be back on the field because he loves the game. Uh, he got a passion, he had the fire inside of him that he wants to be back. And uh, for the country, for us, you know, in the squad, it was great to have him again. But, uh, you know, just a few months late, uh, before the World Cup in 2002, he was, you know, uh, people was doubt of him uh, be part of the squad. And he worked so hard. I remember many, many times the physio work extra time with him, you know, late in the evening, uh, early in the morning, you know, almost... Uh, if we had training in the afternoon, in the morning, he was at the physio. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> and also, in the evening, after the lunch, he went back to the physio to work by himself to be ready for the competition. And uh, he was very important. But <coughs> everyone understood that we need to help him. Because if we support him up front, he would help us. And you guys ended up winning the World Cup. And one of the things that I look at Brazil now, it's like, you have so much talent. Tite's got all this talent in front of him. I mean, I know Gabriel Jesus would have loved to have started a little more at City. I know Neymar would have loved to have won the uh, Champions League um, or even uh, Ligue 1 this year. So there's been some missteps. But do you think it's almost being Brazil, the expectation is that you win every time? Do you think that expectation is on this current Brazil squad? Of course, that is the expectation. Always, when you wear Brazil shirts, you must understand that. If you don't understand that when you are there, because you have doubts where you are. And, um, but I'm sure they do understand because they face, since you know, our tragic uh, moment here back in Brazil in 2014 against Germany, 
they understood how hard it is to, to wear this yellow shirt. Be all the history behind it, all the great players uh, that wear that shirt. And um, as a fan, you know, all the country demand them to be at the top, to win everything, to win every competition. It's not always their reality because, you know, you have the, the opponents, they want to beat you. Every game when you play against every team is so hard to play for Brazil. doesn't matter if you play against the best team in the world, against, I don't know, their team who are not at the same level. You face difficulties because they play the game of their lives. You know, mm -hmm. play against Brazil is different from many, many countries, many teams. It's important, in my opinion, every player understands that. But uh, obviously, there is um, maybe for the next competition less pressure than it was in Brazil. But um, in the last World Cup in, in Russia was full of disappointment because uh, certainly for, for all of us, we expect more. The game against Belgium when they lost, you know, was so tough to everyone. But I believe that um, from the last two editions, they've learned a lot. There's still few players in the squad. And I hope with this experience, they can bring it for the next competition, the next World Cup, and um, do what they have to do. Do what everyone expects them to, uh, to do in order to win the trophy. But... Uh, as we know, it's going to be so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, every time Brazil uh, is playing in a World Cup, I'm, I'm expecting to see them, them win. It's usually a surprise when, uh, when it doesn't go that way. The other, the other thing I wanted to ask about was uh, uh, specifically about Neymar and what does this, this World Cup mean for him? There is, uh, uh, he, he is under uh, intense pressure, a lot of scrutiny. The, you know, people even compare him to Pelé sometimes. What does this mean? Does, does Neymar have to win this World Cup. I, I don't know how many more opportunities he will get, but what do you think this means? How, how does Neymar need to perform in this World Cup? I believe this, uh, the moment for him, probably as a player, on his maturity, on his age, you know, maybe can be the best moment for him. Uh, he's more mature, of course. There is a lot of things to learn and a um, lot of expectation on him, obviously, because everything he built over the, the past years is normal that everyone expects from him. It's like uh, when we had Ronaldo. Everyone expects Ronaldo to win the game. But uh, it's going to be important everyone understand what they have to do in order to Neymar uh, do well up front, give you all the support. The players around him have the personality to stand up and uh, fight together up front. Um, we had Ronaldo, for example, back in time, but we have, have Rivaldo, strong personality. Right. If he has to try for the goal, he tried, he didn't care about Ronaldo. We had Ronaldinho, the same, and the, the other players on the bench, when they come on, they want, you know, if it was possible to replace Ronaldo, they would do, because it's <laughs> part of their nature, because they are hunger to be part of the team, yeah. to be one of the, the, the first 11. It's important to have everyone despite the fact they respect Neymar, but they want to be at the same level. They want to, to be on the side of him, to, to help him um, scoring goals or give you, create opportunities for others. Because in the end of the day, when you win, people don't, don't speak 
about who was the best guy who won. Yeah. You know, this what this is the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I have to ask. I know we're going to get the plugs, but I have to ask if uh, Gilberto, if you were the director of football operations for Arsenal, now we're going into a summer. Arsenal had a really bad season, right? Uh, would you fire Arteta and why? Well, question. Big, big question. Well, um, listen. Um, it's hard. Uh, this is a hard question. You put me uh, against the wall, but uh, let me give you some explanation uh, before I answer. I would give him another year. Why? Um, after Arsene Wenger, for any manager, it would be so hard. Right. For every manager after Arsene. I, I always spoke about that. You know, that was going... People was starting to miss Arsene a few years later. And um, they brought Unai, but uh, he didn't have uh, maybe a longer time. Maybe because of he... Uh, his English people became impatient to him. There was a lot of pressure. But uh, he was a hard worker. A very hard worker. And they brought Mikel, some, uh, uh, an awesome ex-player, but uh, without the experience of Unai. Right. Yeah. It's tough. I believe it's tough. Tough job because they had to do a lot of job for Arsenal in order to compete with the other team. Arsenal was not the, the same level as Manchester City, no. Liverpool, United, and nope. um, when you bring a, a manager, you, you, need, you must give it them players. Otherwise, you know, uh, I spoke in the past, they need a midfield. They brought party, but it's not enough. They need to bring another midfield. They may need to bring uh, defenders and uh, may to, in order to, to, to have a compact team, they have guys up front. I don't know whether Aubameyang how long is going to keep scoring for Arsenal at the yeah. same level? He dropped this season compared right. to the last season. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, this is the point. But I would give him this season to prove himself. Well, you know, I would gladly take uh, ex-Everton player Mikel Arteta as a manager. We don't have a manager <laughs> at all, so I <laughs> would, love, would love him. <laughs> yeah. Well, lost. By the way, lost a great, ma- a great, great manager. You know, right, yeah, lots, right. you know. Put salt in that wound, Gilberto. <laughs> That's right. You just lost your manager. <laughs> just lost some manager. <laughs> yeah, Gilberto. Thank you so much uh, for joining yeah. us. Absolutely honored to have you. It's been an honor of the Fubo team. Uh, we're excited to uh, work with you uh, even more. Is there anything you want to let people know about uh, before we let you go? Well, uh, oh, if people want to follow me in my social media, that is uh, on Instagram and uh, Twitter, Gilberto Silva, and uh, is Blue Tiger, you know, it's easy to, to find <laughs> out. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Gilberto Silva, the Invisible World podcast, you know, we spoke a lot of Arsenal and some general uh, conversation football, you know. We stopped for a bit, a little bit, you know, end of the season. But we start again, me and a friend of mine and the co-host, Team Chase, you know. And, uh, you know, also, me and Team Chase, we have a, a good partnership in a platform called True Challenge, where people can uh, subscribe and create a challenge, you know. If they, they want to know more about the platform, go there, truechallenge.co.uk. And find out how to they create their own challenging, invite friends, and uh, yeah, have fun. Oh, 
Okay. That's pretty yeah, cool. We will check it out. Thank you so much, Gilberto. Pleasure. Uh, uh, yeah, and best of luck covering the, the uh, World Cup qualifier matches for, for Comebol. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, we Thank also you. have uh, the Golasso gift. So this is, uh, we've never done this well, with an Invincible. Uh, so we're With a World <laughs> Cup winner. <laughs> we will give you the opportunity to celebrate a goal on our show. We will clip it out, turn it into uh, a gift. Uh, it is an absolute honor. Uh, Alexis, do you want to give him a scenario that he can celebrate? Okay, uh, here's the scenario. It was uh, Arsenal versus Unai Emery in the Europa <laughs> League uh, semifinals. And uh, there's, a, a, there's just enough time for one more goal. It's a free kick. And they bring you in. For some reason, Gilberto, you yeah, come in. Out of retirement. Okay, you've got your old kit on you. you got the old Nike kit, right? You come in, and it falls to you, and you happen to score it. You scored in the final seconds. How are you celebrating? Woo! Yes, <laughs> Too <high>. Last minutes, <laughs> last minutes. Love it. Um, incredible. Oh, <laughs> my God. So That's good. It's so good. It's good. Uh, <laughs> what a great. I mean, uh, the, the, it might have been the loudest celebration we've had yeah. so far. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, everybody, great, make guys. sure you follow at Fubo Sports uh, on all social channels. Subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube uh, channel as well for full episodes uh, of the program. Check out the Comable World Cup qualifiers right here on Fubo Sports Network where you can catch uh, Gilberto Silva. Uh, follow us at Soccer Cooligans uh, on all channels as well. All right, so we're going to end the show the way we normally do, as is uh, tradition. Gilberto, we're absolutely honored to have you participate uh, with us in this. So let us end the show. So for Gilberto Silva, my name is Cristian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! <laughs> Alexis Gerreros. <laughs> 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 <laughs>